God, I have to remember the name of all of these places. Control Casey, you better, you better cut this. You better control F. I'm James Gimato. You better cut it and copy it and paste it in two or three times. <laughs> no, 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 don't listen to them. Uh, Leotoa reaches for a dagger and cuts the back of their arm and puts a little bit of that in a tiny glass and places it on the table and lights that on fire. Um, Oh. And, like, there's a cool kind of, like, red flame that hovers above it. I swear to you that your secrets are safe with me and that you can trust me. I need to know that I can trust all of you. Wait, are all of our secrets safe with you? (laughs) (laughs) I I think there's like kind of a a like high-pitched squeak that comes out of Leotoa as like they jump back from this cool fire spell that they just did. Hi, uh, this is our former quartermaster, I apologize for him and everything he will do. Or Marvale can turn people into snakes? No, oh, no, 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 no. I, well, I do that all on my own. I can't even help it. <laughs> Leoto is like just trying to stay cool, keeping a lot of information in their head at the same time. Okay, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Sorry. So again, about all this. of the secrets thing. Did you mean all of them? Hey, Travis, because- you should. Travis, shut the yes, fuck up. Yes, I do. I do. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. Because if you didn't, I I unfortunately would have had to bite you. And I no, he, no, he wouldn't. He would never do that. He would never bite you. Absolutely not. The well, only person he bites is me, and that's fine. And I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when I bite them. Their skin is too shh, tough. Shh, it's like leather. Shh, shh, shh. Shh, how about we just... Jonnet knows. Jonnet tries to bite them all the time. <laughs> Every, it's where our proclivities are our proclivities. Um, what is this? What's happening on your end of the table? Hmm? This is a spell. This is a spell. As long as we are all being honest with one another, the fire will stay lit. I have used my heart's blood to light that fire and... I cannot lie to you for that. I do this because we are about to discuss very sensitive things. Secrets that I cannot imagine Orion Marvale would trust anyone else on his ship with, apart from his council. I will in turn share secrets because I am interested in an efficient and safe transfer of goods so that the Armada can continue about its business. Are we agreed? So do we add? Yes. And Travis, you feel yourself bound by magic. Oh, okay. 
it grips you as you agree to it, and you are aware that there will be a consequence for lying. Can I tell what it is? No. Ah, fun. <laughs> Johnny has a huge grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, consequences. Mm. We're running amok. Uh, Johnnet, Johnnet nods. Uh, you have my word. Uh, I won't lie. <sighs> and then, I yeah, guess, yeah. <laughs> you feel yourself bound as well. Okay. I am bound. And like it sinks in, the fire flares up a little bit. Did did Vale succeed? In? Can he not die? Oh. Now that's a fun question. He hasn't died. He can't die further. In that he's not alive. Kind of alive. Yeah. He's becoming more alive than he was when he was dead. He's on the uptick, really. This is a much more complicated answer to this question than I was imagining. It's a complicated situation, really. Now, were you imagining a less complicated answer before or after the snake started talking to you? I will be honest, I don't know. How much do you know about your captain's history with my captain? Little. I would like to know much more. I've learned more in the past five minutes than I've known for the past two years, really. Well, that's not saying much at all. Well, cool, fun rapport we have together as friends. <laughs> and, and yet you serve at Oromar's hand? You're, you're his helms person. I I don't ask my boss's business. His business is his business. I suppose Oromar must have changed significantly in the years since leaving the Armada. But fine. Well, you know, the thing about Oromar right now is he can't talk with his voice. So, it's kind of hard to make conversation. I see. The aforementioned mutiny was unsuccessful. But for a time, it was successful. How do you mean? (laughs) So, So there was a murder. And then there wasn't. Magic? Necromancy? Uh, necromancy. Yeah. A little bit of that. Um, big birds. Um, I have trouble believing that that was Vale's entire plan. Well, no, we were, um, not we, uh, you know, there used to be another one of us and he, um, did the unkilling and then just sort of decided to get killed himself and leave us to kind of figure it out. Okay. So it's been tough for everyone, really. Not much. Okay, a lot of pieces are coming together. A, a thing that you should know is 
The Bandit Queen and Oromar Vale founded the Armada together. Whoa. Huh. That's pretty they cool. were lovers for many years before that and partners for many years before that. Okay. And built the Armada into a force, into a force to truly be reckoned with out of a shared ambition of destroying the Syndicate and all of the terrible things the Syndicate has done to this world. And as they started pushing their plans further, a wedge started to form between them. A philosophical disagreement over what the Armada should do after they are successful in ridding the world of the Red Feather Syndicate. There was never a doubt in either of their minds that eventually they would overcome the syndicate. The question of what to do with the world after they conquered the predator trying to take it became a central disagreement that they were never able to overcome. What what did the captain... How did they differ? Oromar fancied himself a future king believed that someday the world would necessarily be his to rule I see his logic from a certain perspective if the red feather were to be toppled there's a lot of power left in a vacuum and without the right hand to guide it it could easily fall predator to any other person who fancied themselves rightly deserving of power. Right now, Sifa commands a hundred ships. A hundred ships that are aiming to destroy a terrible thing. But once that goal is met, those will just be a hundred different powerful forces. There are still many privateers in the world, many of whom you have met. The Youngblood family, for example, commands its own armada of ships, and should the Red Feathers leave power, I'm sure they would be more than happy to step into its absence. Ormar believed that his guidance, his leadership, was the necessary step to take afterwards to prevent any such tragedies. And, to an extent, the queen trusted him. But the queen did not trust what would come after him, and he could never assure her enough to trust that Oromar would be able to right the world so well that once he passed from it, it would still run properly. So the natural conclusion, what if he never passed at all? I would not consider that a natural conclusion, but I am also not a person possessed of the ambition of Oromar Vale. When faced with something like the Tempest Armada, his first thought was that he would destroy it. When faced with the challenge of an outrageous and terrible captain, he thought he would outthink and overcome that man. 
There is not a challenge that was placed before your captain that he did not see himself overcoming and take the necessary steps to do so. He just decided to apply that same perspective to death. And Calivar very much believed that such a thing was possible and guided him towards those steps. Ultimately, this disagreement between Sifa and Oromar could not be overcome, and so he left in Calivar's care and with Calivar's voice in his ear. And here I see the Uhuru is returned without Calivar, and you are telling me that Vale has died, but yet not. The trust that the queen has in your captain is tentative. It was the offer of handing over the heart of the bandit queen and favors of the Tempest Armada to the Uhuru was a prospect that was arrived at after great consternation. There was a lot of thought and care put into that. And although our deal is set, this is a very delicate situation. I need to know what Oromar is thinking, what Oromar wants, and the assurance that this is all going to go smoothly. In dealing with Gable, I know that there are reasonable people in the captain's council, but there are many elements that I don't understand. You. Uh, they point to Jonnet, being one of them. I don't know why the bandit queen saw fit to discipline you. Out of the many people in the world, why would Sifa care about you? Yeah, I mean, at that, Jonnet starts to undo his headband and huh. might as well. And so he flickers open his eye as a sign to them. Lumen's eye, a seer. Yeah, so I'm I'm a star watcher, well, but I'm also a seer as well. Okay. I understand why the queen wishes to meet with you now, uh, especially considering the history between her and Vale. I could see her being concerned about you being under Oromar's tutelage alone. I've been with the Uhuru for a while now, and while I seek to understand more about this gift that has been given to me, I I like where I am. Is she going to try and recruit me? I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything of, of her ambition. The one thing I do know is that when she met you in that port, she judged your behavior to be incorrect and took steps to correct it. That clearly you being a seer, you are important enough for her to take her time and power to set on a better path. 
Perhaps that is her only interest. So she has a plan for me. Maybe. The Bandit Queen has is privy to many magics that are beyond my knowledge. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll find out more when I talk to her. Be prepared for that conversation. I believe that's all I need to know for now, unless there is other information that you wish to volunteer. Again, the more straightforward we are with one another at this point, the more we know, the more honest we are, the easier this will be. Travis, you go first. Why me? Because we know that you're weird. So just say the specific way. the weirdest of the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? I turn I turn into an animal sometimes. What is, what's the big deal? Okay, well that's that's that. So okay. also I already said that. that. Animal guy, not the biggest deal in the world. That's oh, thank fine. you. I'm off to <laughs> you mm, take your time. <laughs> so you know the fallen. What? You know the hmm. fallen? I'm afraid I'm not familiar. Okay, so there were angels once, and then they fell, and the stars fell, and they were fallen on the that walked the earth. Okay, this sounds like something that's actually not strictly relevant to what I'm asking about. Okay, so you don't need to... <laughs> relevant right. to your captive. Okay, then just keep my... I mean, it's what pretty am juicy if you want. Okay. It's juicy, but beside the point. Okay. Uh, Ormar, I think at the moment... Like you know, he's a he's a, a half dead fella, and then he's pulling himself back. We just fought the mariner, and that went good. What? Hmm? Yeah, we fought the mariner in Nordia, and we're successful. We did lose two brave souls, but you know. Okay, D- just two. Mm-hmm. This is like a like a ninety two percent and a hundred. Yeah, Le- Leotoa takes like a careful look at the flame to make sure nothing's going on with there, uh, seeing that you are not lying. Okay, all right then. Um, does the captain have any ambitions towards the bandit queen? Well, I don't, I'm not party that's, to that information. That's hard are to say. I would advise you before our meeting to make yourselves aware of any of those ambitions and if possible, make me aware of those ambitions. We can do that. Yeah. It is, it is in everyone's interest to understand exactly what is going on. This operation would be delicate just based on the sheer amount of wealth moving back and forth. But there is a very personal and very fraught history between these two people. As your captain's counsel, it is in your interest to understand how to navigate that alongside your captain. For my part, the queen has not been forthcoming about any of the ways that she sees this, The one thing I do know is it was a major decision to offer up her heart 
And she is the one who volunteered it. Would you say that the Bandit Queen is still, might still have feelings for the captain? Like, romantically? I can't say that for sure. I do know that she went through the difficult process of deciding to trust him. Specifically, to trust him with the resource that she finds most valuable in the world, the Armada fleet. Okay, well, none of our captains are talking to anyone. Very close to the breast, as it were. Okay. Well, I believe I have all the information that I can really stomach to process right now. Uh, you don't want to know my deal at all. <laughs> we could. We just want to... Is good. it going to make it easier to work with you? Probably or not. Or harder? Easier or harder? As, as far as I know, it has been pretty immaterial to most things that I do. <laughs> then I think we can leave that until we become closer as friends. With that, Leotoa will grab the fire uh, that was hovering over the glass and like smooth it over the cut on their arm, which has it sew itself closed. <gasps> very cool. Yes, it's magic. It's very <laughs> cool. <laughs> I do that too, just a little slower. Travis, <laughs> now you want to jump in. <laughs> When it's about me! Well, sure. Hey, what would have happened if we lied? It didn't really come up for me. And I was... Uh, the, I was the fire would have gone out. And I would have known. That's it? Oh. Oh. Hmm. oh. That's a big deal. <laughs> I guess. Travis likes showmanship. See? I, and he fans <laughs> out. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. And then he does it one side at a time. <laughs> 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 Gable just tries to like clap his ears <laughs> Stop it <laughs> uh, It's good to know we all have cool tricks Do your best uh, I will try to find any more information I can find for you And I expect you to do the same for me We will meet Tonight I suppose And finish this negotiation So long as everyone's being straightforward I don't think there's going to be a problem whatsoever um, with that, Leotoa bows and moves out of the room back into the festivities uh, that have proceeded down to the main hex of Ungoni. Not to be like that guy. You're always that guy. You love being that guy. But I feel like the fact that they said, you know, seems like everything's going to be cool and chill kind of makes me feel like it won't. Because why else would you even say that? You know? It's implied if you if it was gonna be cool and chilled, you wouldn't have to that's, say it. I hear that. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I hear that. It's like some people just like to add foreshadowing in case something happens, because then they could say, like, oh, I foreshadowed it. But if it doesn't happen, it could just be like, well, that's it was just me being colorful in my what a speech. Fun cool way to talk. <laughs> just a fun way. You know, assuming everyone is able to uh, pilot the ship, it won't crash into a mountain. You know, when I say that sort of thing, it's like, well, yeah, the point is where we weren't planning on crashing into the mountain. But when you say it out loud, it's like, well, 
Are we going to crash into a mountain? Right. That's never been the function it's of shortcut. a shortcut is to crash. That's just implied. Exactly. That's it, it it's that's mentalism is what it is. <laughs> it's the suggest suggesting but without realizing you're suggesting it. So, are they planning to plant the seed in our heads that things won't be chill when we get to the meeting? I do feel more prepared that way. Are we being I, mentalized right now? They were wearing a trilby and a vest. <laughs> what a Wait. cruel thing to do to Leotoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Leotoa chose to be a mentalist. That's what happens. <laughs> What's this card in my pocket? Oh. Huh? Okay. All right. Okay. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll, be-, it'll be fine. So... We need to talk to Ormar before this evening. Okay. Okay. This would now also be an opportunity for us to have the talk suggested to us by Margaret. It doesn't need to be both, but it could be. We can just see yeah. how it goes. We're going to we're going to we're going to be there. He's going to be there. I assume we're going to have some stuff to write with and if we're going to do this, let's do this. Sure. Maybe we could make a meal or something. Like, what What are Oromar's favorite things? And try and butter him up a little bit. What? Where is he most comfortable? Um, what's his favorite drink? I don't know a lot about him. Um, what do you think I, I know his more? His favorite drink's probably, huh. I, I don't, don't know, water. He probably likes water a lot. Seems well hydrated. <laughs> Great skin. Maybe, maybe some. Maybe his favorite food is like s- saltines. Let's no. get him some saltines and water. Ormar's not a, a bird. He's not a parrot. <laughs> You're trying to to unearth all of this emotional turmoil that the captain is happening right now, and you're trying to introduce that with saltines and water. I don't know. He just seems like he's in such a hurry all the time that he doesn't. You know, what? he just likes to get. The bare minimum nutrition, and then he's on his way. Does he even need to eat now? Should we have been feeding him this whole time? <laughs> oh no the the captain's been hangry this whole time. <laughs> oh no wonder he's always looking at me like that, so angry. Because <laughs> you look like a big a, a big chicken wing to him. <laughs> <laughs> Captain has been imagining you all as like different parts of a feast. (laughs) That big bowl of gravy came into my office today. (laughs) (laughs) You mean jerk off Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. My. Well, I think that perhaps I, I, I want to know who does it occur to that there is a person on the crew that you could probably <laughs> talk to about the captain and his, you know, likes and dislikes and history. Here's the thing. I refuse to talk to Spit about this. I simply <laughs> refuse. <laughs> we, mm, uh, mm. It's hard to find a way around it. Oh, come on. We just got to talk to him. (laughs) I agree with the spirit, but also it's spit and I don't like it. There's there's no way that 
the captain's going to tell us anything and it's got to be spit. Okay, we just got to I know. We just got to sit sit him down. Power through it. Ugh. Do you think spit could just like write up a like a a teen beat Q&A of what the what the captain likes and dislikes and then we can read about it? How long's that going to take? A long time. <laughs> I don't know. We, and you know it's going to be sexual. <laughs> it will be. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this show is brought to you by listeners like yourself. Without our supporters on Patreon, we couldn't afford to pay our performers, our, our editing team, our musician, or any of the folks who make this show a show that you love. So if you haven't already, please head to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to become a supporter to be a part of a program like Campaign Skyjacks. Not only does it allow us to make this show, but it allows us to make this show even better. Projects like our album, our zines, our merchandise are all things that are made possible through that Patreon money. And the more support we have, the faster we can put those things out. So once again, if you like what you hear here, please head to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and check out our rewards. Thanks to everyone who's signed up so far and everyone who's going to sign up in the future. Now with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. gotta go find spit so here's what i would like you to do i want everybody to describe to me uh we're going to head into ungoni now proper where we're going to leave the sort of docking hex and where we're going to descend into the city like we did the night before and we're going to explore it, but I really want to know uh, from each of you, what is one place you all think to look for spit before I supply you with where you actually find him? <laughs> and uh, perhaps while you're thinking of that, I will describe the city of Ungoni to our listeners uh, who haven't had uh, the good fortune of going to Patreon and listening to our bonus content where we kind of created the city together. Ungoni is a floating city with hexagonal platforms that make up like the entirety of where different people live. The buildings themselves are, they're made out of a very tough and light wood that this city is known and its people, the Shamti, are known for cultivating. Sita wood, which is an extremely light and strong wood that is covered with fabrics uh, either made out of animal skins or out of like woven fibers and caked over with mud to be very resistant to the wind and easily move around the wind. 
there are many places here that have small kind of like compact windmills around them. The city itself is laid out in an interesting way. Instead of being on a grid or something like that, there are a lot of different pathways and channels and squares for people to go into. Many different squares where the buildings around them are arranged in a way that prevents wind from like whipping around and making it impossible to exist in that space. They have managed to build and arrange the aerodynamics of this place to create comfortable pockets within the city alongside like different wind tunnels and whatnot that through windmills and whatnot, they have turned into usable kind of like energy sources. The place here is also very colorful. Like there are a lot of patterns and weaving that is kind of an essential part of like the cultural markings of this place. People around you, again, dress in layers that can move up or down, uh, very similar to the Rakshari fashion sensibility uh, and what skyjacks have to do because sometimes it is very windy and cold and other times it is very pleasant and warm. The place itself, like there are a lot of interesting small places within Ungoni that are great to visit if you're a traveler. Right off of where you come on the receiving hex, there are lots of bars and and tavern-type places serving Ungoni food. Uh, Most of the food that they eat up here is kind of like vegetarian and plant-based, although they do keep chickens and uh, other like animals that don't require like fields. So there aren't so much like pigs and cattle here, but there are definitely birds uh, and other such things. There's also a lot of like markets uh, selling like various clothing and whatnot and basically services that would be around for the occasional Skyjack visitor to pass through. I, (laughs) this is a, I guess just in, in maybe the search for spit because there is sort of like this network. The buildings are constructed in a way to kind of like route the air currents like that, that Ngoni is sort of in, like moving through. I want to say that like, maybe there's like two plus ends on like either side of the main platform where it's just kind of like the designated like wind, wind stream where it's like all the air that has been bounced off finally makes its way through like this one long tunnel. And it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. an understood thing where it's like, Hey, this is where the wind is the highest. Whereas like, don't necessarily go over there, but there are some people that, that walk over to the wind tunnel just so they can like lean into the wind and just kind Mm -hmm. of have that experience, like that full body experience. And so I guess, (laughs) I guess in this, uh, John, thinks, uh, like they're maybe asking around, like where are some landmarks? And in talking to someone, they ha- describe that wind stream. And John, it's like, hmm, that might be a little sexual. Let me go check out. <laughs> and so he goes, and he, he's looking, and he doesn't necessarily find him. But he's like, okay, well, I tried. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. I think while you're you're looking around Somebody there, John, it. You do notice, uh, like, probably far off in the distance a little bit, you see on some of the buildings out there, there are some kids around your age. They appear to be, like, uh, 
like they, it looks like they're stretching out or, or something like that. Uh, maybe they're preparing for a da- to dance or something. And one of them like flicks something on his wrist, and this gauntlet kind of expands into a sort of like wing almost and that catches this wind tunnel and they go spinning up to like glide over the city and quickly after that the other teens sort of get up and jump using a similar device that they each have to follow John it completely forgets what he was doing John it goes <laughs> and he sees this he marvels in it. He points to the cloud of, of teens just all floating in the air, and he's just, that, I want, that. Uh, and then, <laughs> so the, helmet. And then, and then John, John looks around for, like, the closest Ingoni resident, and he runs up to them, and he grabs them by the shoulder, and he's like, well, what is that? What is that? I am going to pull out a luminary to see if you find someone who understands the stuff cool teens are into or if you find a lame old adult who doesn't approve uh, of yeah, skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely where we are. You, you got to tell me what that is. I've never wanted anything so bad in my life. What is this? And you get the newborn, which definitely, to me, implies, like, cool teen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Jonnet, like, looks around the crowd and finds a girl about his age. What, what, do, we think, what do we think she looks like? What's, what's, like, the hairstyle the cool teens have here? You know, how, how, how are people dressed? I like the idea that this teen has a very well met yeah okay yeah a very well manicured afro that is very just like gracefully blowing in the wind and just like leaning into Mm -hmm. the i am a air teen aesthetic (laughs) yes (laughs) yes i'm a teen of the sky (laughs) sky teen (laughs) sky teens baby sky Sky teens yeah there it is Cool. I think she has like a very sort of colorful, drapey, like cape scarf thing kind of going around her shoulders. And otherwise, I think probably here there is a jewelry trend that is like kind of a like wrapping bracelets almost, but they kind of help keep your clothes in place. So maybe they're like a weird flexible thing that you can put on. Uh, She's got a lot of those. I also think... There's there's got to be rad makeup here. Uh, so there's like a very dramatic makeup with, I think, we'll do yellows and whites. I, I, I think that, that those are cool notes. She'll turn around. She is very pretty. She gives Jonathan a big smile and goes, you mean a Marengo? Marengo. Uh, yeah. So like, what's, what's up? What's up with this Marengo? Like. Can anybody do that? Is that is there a Marengo shop? Well, that Mar- depends. Are you cool? <laughs> John, it does a backflip. <laughs> Roll that. Roll that. <laughs> what a response. <laughs> so like if someone asks you if you're cool 
and they just jump straight up in the air. Uh, here's the response. Thing. If, if I asked works. someone if they were cool and they did a backflip in front of me, it would fucking work on me <laughs> for sure. How hard is this? I am. We're we're also like in the air near a jet stream. <laughs> I'm gonna make this average with a black die. Okay. I do think there are kind of environmental circumstances that are not working in your favor, but I don't necessarily think a a backflip is outside of Jonnet's, you know, oeuvre. There it is. Great. Okay. Uh, so that is two successes and one threat. Uh, so Jonnet does a backflip. It is a cool kind of backflip, but he doesn't land perfect. And I think he kind of falls into this person on his land. Two successes? Two successes with one threat. Oh. Okay. And oh, wait. Okay. Wait. Threat. Oh. Yeah. Go well, ahead. I was going to say, um, <laughs> I was like, so she says, Are you cool? Jonnet does the backflip, like lands on his feet, falls forward, kind of like bumps into her. And then with their faces now very close, he's just like, you tell me. <laughs> Johnny Kessler. Uh, I think. <laughs> Star Watcher. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, she like, she laughs. She laughs like big and full, but it is not like mocking. It is kind of friendly. Goes, okay, okay. What's your name? Are you one of the pirates? Uh, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that ship. And he points to the Uhuru. I'm the I'm the Star Watcher on board, Johnny Kessler. Get out of here! You're the Star Watcher. Okay, you don't need to lie to me. You already did a backflip. I, I'm not lying. All right, and he, he he reaches back into his pack for the map, but this time he does. Mm-hmm. He definitely whips it out and like this with a flare. <laughs> it's like if I'm lying, I'm dying. All right, I am Johnny Kessler of the Skyship Uhuru. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I need to. Find another fucking name. <laughs> you already named this person. Oh, it was a different person. Yeah. Clint Howard as a name. It's a good name. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clint Howard. That's that's kind of cool. All right, Johnny Kessler. My name's Johnny, which I now realize sounds like Johnny, but it's spelled J-A-N-I. Um, Janie? <laughs> my name's Johnny. And you already cool. You don't need to lie to me about being a star watcher or whatever i do see that you stole the map from your ship which uh does tell me that you're definitely cool enough to get a marengo how about this tonight you meet me and the other kids we're going to make some repairs maybe dance a little bit and uh you know we'll see what happens (laughs) all right uh just uh, name name the time, because uh, I want to make sure that I'm 15 minutes late because I'm that cool. How about you wait until the moon is brightest in the sky? That's Since subjective. you're a Star Watcher, you should know exactly when that is. Oh, all right. Uh, no, not to a Star Watcher. No, you right. Uh, you right. That she'll <laughs> she'll flick her arm and like. Whoop, the wind will pick her up and she'll wave. Bye-bye, Jonathan Kessler. Uh, bye. Uh. 
down the street, Gable and Travis are like, Jonnet, we need your snack. (laughs) Come on. Leave me alone. Jonnet, it's time for your ear medicine. (laughs) Jonnet, come on. No. You're tired. We need to take a nap. I'll tell you when I'm tired. You need to take your daily nap. Johnny, you, come on. Did you eat lunch today? Not, no, not yet. You're going to get cranky. You're going to get hangry. You guys, I want to you. end up like the captain who hasn't eaten in six months. <laughs> Let's get you some water and saltines. <laughs> guys, you're going to see everybody's head as a big, beautiful roasted chicken. <laughs> guys, so um, I have somewhere to be. Tonight, when the moon is brightest in the sky, so just don't look for me, okay? Don't wait up. Do oh, you have a excuse date? me, excuse me, Mister. What is it? A date? What? I, uh, I've got. I made plans, and I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. Well, Jonet, we have responsibilities. We have a negotiation with the Bandit Queen. Is your are your little friends more important than that? <laughs> or are you going to do both and change your outfit? That one. So that that one. Your f- that one. Mm-hmm. We're going with that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to downfire, you can, but we're not going to help you. That's no. your responsibility. This is this is your responsibility. Okay, you have to prove that you're old enough to to do a doubtfire. I'm. I've this time. I'm. I'm for sure old enough. Okay. I'm old enough to doubt. Because we remember what happened last time. No, I know. I know. And thank you for bailing me out. But I won't be this way, okay? Look, I got two very different disguises, okay? Very different outfits. And they're very All and they're right. breakaway well, too. So I can I can do it easy. The quick change. I hope that they're distinct enough that you don't actually accidentally wear part of one to the wrong event. Because That'd that be would that would be really embarrassing for you. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, hang on. I'm just thinking this through. Both groups that we will I will be meeting have already seen me. So if I show up in a disguise, <laughs> it'll be more weird. <laughs> if you're going to doubt fire, you need to commit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right. Even if they what's you, the point? Even if they've all seen you, it doesn't have to be a disguise. It just has to be different outfits. <laughs> So is one event maybe a little more formal, one a little more relaxed? Okay, yeah. For the Bandit Queen, I'll go with my formal attire, and then I'll get real cash for for the for my Marengo hang. Okay. See, these are the questions you need to ask yourself when you're about to pull a heist of this kind of caliber. Hey, thanks, thanks, y'all. Y'all the best. <laughs> All right. Now let's find this nasty man. <laughs> yeah, let's smash cut to where does Gable look for this nasty, nasty man? Is there not like a bathhouse per se, but a place huh. for like washing and showers for pirates? I think there has got to be a bathhouse. Like that makes sense to me that there's a bathhouse. Because I know that he's common. gross, <laughs> but I know that he would relish the chance to be in a, a hot pot of water. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. only one of us has to go in to save ourselves from that site i think what it is is there's a bathhouse and i'm gonna say probably like a unisex bathhouse it doesn't make sense to me that there would be gender separation for this culture so it's it's kind of beautiful and interesting there is this you know huge wooden bath that is constructed i think 
it's sort of open air with a uh, sort of like a domed-ish roof coming up that has been cut. And there's like a ring of mirrors around that ring. And essentially, they are using like some sort of magic uh, to infuse the water with sunlight to warm it up. Oh, that's fun. So, so yeah, like, and also they definitely have to be getting this water from clouds too. So like, there's just like a slight waterfall of this warm water and everything in this uh, room is bright. Because it's a bath, it's definitely tiled. Like the bath itself is wooden, but like there are tiles everywhere. Um, And you can see uh, that there is this big main pool, but there are a bunch of other like smaller pools gathered about. Most people are just like kind of walking around fully nude, enjoying themselves. And, uh, you know, uh, you don't see spit here, but what member of the crew do you run into? Oh, we haven't heard from Sweet Slam in a while. I was thinking Slam as well, actually. Slam is here. Slam is wearing, uh, well, well, Slam is, you know, in in the bath uh, and like, kind of unsanitary to have like a bathing suit or whatever in a public bath like this slam does have on a what what is it a, a bath hat what what do, you, what do you call the shower, shower cap, cap? Shower, shower cap he's got a shower cap <laughs> and you know he's rocking a rubber duck and just having mm. the time of his life uh oh, and, and a, you a scrubber with like a long stick that he can yes cast. he's got a long <laughs> stick scrubber because he's his arms aren't flexible enough because his muscles are so huge he needs the scrubber to get at his back i feel like oh. slam is just so muscularly massive that anytime he makes any kind of move so much water escapes the containers that <laughs> it's just <laughs> <So> <laughs> dense. slam is in a tub with uh, there's a very old man on one side of him very old woman on the other side of him and like these are very chill people and like they kind of bob in the tub so he's got he's got the rubber duck but he's also got these two people who are kind of like rubber ducks unto themselves actually you know what can we just follow slam for this arc <laughs> because <I> just... <laughs> it seems like he's getting some self-care that i think we all need <laughs> Yeah, you know, like the last adventure, Slam went on a very sort of fun adventure where he learned like the value of sandwiches, I think. Uh, you know, he, he always goes on his own adventure every arc. He's 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 our Snoopy. <laughs> Ultimately, our, the final boss is going to be Slam at his full power. Yes. Mm. Hey, hey, Slam. Oh, hey. Gerbil. Hey, have you have you seen uh Spit? Anywhere is he in he in here? Oh, no. He he was banned. <laughs> oh. You know what? I should have like, thought that. This is like immediately. One of the first, yeah. One of the first places he went and <laughs> banned right away. Yeah, yeah I shouldn't yeah. have even attempted. I maybe I thought that the banning had that occurred yet but all right uh we'll, no, we'll they, keep on they, checking i mean he had like an aura they got a real sense of him and they they just banned him right away yeah, yeah. okay you, you're uh, gonna you're gonna do yeah. a post-workout soak no just looking for uh, a disgusting old man did you already you get a workout you're gonna lift later oh 
Uh, yeah, I can do some some legs. I could do some legs today. Uh, oh, what? legs. Yeah, do you I... not do leg slam? <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> but you gotta do legs, otherwise you're gonna come out like a like a triangle, like an upside down triangle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel <laughs> like this is a conversation we've had a lot. <laughs> triangles have natural tops to you? <laughs> but upside down. I think the natural way for a triangle is like pyramid style. Hmm. You see, I never took geometry, so I don't know. Sort of. I'm talking to Travis. I'm sorry. I'm not talking Math to rules. <laughs> so you've never seen oh, that's a, a snake triangle. that gives me advice. <laughs> yeah. You remember when I said, oh, don't don't waste your time on leg day. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, no, Slam, you need a full body workout. You what need you, full body health. What do you think walking is if not a leg workout? No, he'll tip over. Do you see how wide he is up top? <laughs> Fall like a weeble wobble, but he won't get up. All right, Slam, we're going to go. Okay, goodbye. Uh, he waves goodbye, and again, it sloshes this tub in a huge way. And I think, like, one of the old people is sort of gently washed out of the tub, and they waddle scoot their way back <laughs> into the water and relax in. <laughs> Oh, I love Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's an adventure. Well, no, that's Spit's voice. Can't can't, can't have fun because because Spit exists. Uh, <laughs> speaking of this Spit, uh, Johnny, where does but, Travis go to look for Spit? Now, I don't know if we ever established this in canon, but there was a piece of fan art that I'm choosing to accept as canon where Spit, Dangerous. it was a picture of Spit, and he had a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, does he, have we established that he has a lot of tattoos? It makes sense that Spit has tattoos. He's been a Corsair for ever. Yeah. So I feel like he, I, I want to check at the tattoo parlor because I feel like he just kind of gets souvenirs of wherever he's been. Ooh, like that. that's cool. I like that. I like that. You know, I, I think it is a situation where you don't find Spit in here, but you do find that very large androgynous looking person with red and rainbow hair in this place who you saw standing with the Tempest Armada. Well, I certainly can't forward the plot here. (laughs) (laughs) Gable gets Travis out of their ear because he keeps on talking (laughs) right in there. Stop it. Get out. What? Stop it. Uh, Good tidings. I Good Good tidings? (laughs) Stop it. John, will you take my snake, please? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Now, John, it is wrapped up in in Travis. Are you from the Uhuru? Yes, we are the captain's council, and I believe you are our counterpart. I, I, no, no. I, I am with the Tempest Armada, but I'm not with, uh, the Queen's ship. Oh, well, who may I ask? Are you? Oh, Hang on, damn it. <laughs> fucking should have written put all these names down. I don't know ready. why. I... How about Clint Howard? Shut up. Who's no, Clint Howard? No, I don't Howard? think so. Oh, I'm with Brian Shep. Brian? I, Brian Burrow. Who? Bri- Brian Boru. Captain of the Glass? Ah. Uh. I don't tell me the Captain's Council of the Uru doesn't know the glass. Uh, you're going to make the Captain right mad. Oh, uh, of course we we know who um, the glass is. Ah, no, no, it's too late. It's too late. 
you're you're gonna make him competitive. You, God, he's gonna hear about it somewhere. If not from me, from one of the one of the tattooists. I, oh, well, I, I'm I'm so sorry for this faux pas. I'm sorry. We we're fairly new to the Uhuru, and we haven't met everyone oh, who are compatriots. that's good. So Aramar Vale just allows any new people that have come aboard the ship to be part of his council. That's sort of a fun thing to learn. Hey, we I'm are really very digging myself qualified. In a, in a hole right now. Okay. I'm giving you a hard time. You're doing the Tempest Armada nice turn. You're a teenager. I look. You're a teenager. I, you're being very haughty with me about your qualifications and skills. You're a teen. Your testicles haven't dropped down all the way, but if you even hey. have them, and I don't Stop. want to make the presumption, Jonnet, Jonnet, give me to this man, and I will bite him. <laughs> I will bite this man. Jonnet thinks about it. I want it. very badly to bite this man. He looks at the man. He looks at the snake. Hang on. <laughs> Belay that for now. <laughs> uh, Travis just perks up and flares his little little neck. <laughs> oh, hey, you got a little serpent there, do you? That's nice. Yes. I feel like I should introduce myself. My name's Koo. Excuse me? Koo Kalane. He s- sticks out an arm and you can see it is covered in these blue woad tattoos. That spell, how do you spell it? It is not spelled Clint Howard. Okay. I was close. Ah, gotcha. Well, Koo, I'm Gable from the Uhuru. This is Jonnet, who you insulted and harassed. Well, he's a teen. That's what they're for. We're no, for growing no, no. and knowing and and contributing Nurturing. to the future. And well, and if the whole world is soft to you, then you'll grow up soft and you'll bend and get weird. <laughs> well, it's good that you're taking the turn of being the jag off in everyone's life. So then you, we can have rely on you for that service. Quite the burden to bear. Better me than someone else. We no, don't know that. Better, no one. <laughs> better no one than no one. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh. And this is our this is our friend slash snake. This is uh, Travis. That's a strange <laughs> name for a snake. <laughs> We're one of those, I'd have called like him those fun noodle. types. Or maybe Snowflake. We, we like to call our pets human names because we're fun and quirky. <laughs> Hi. All right. I love the complicated implications of the snake being named Travis. <laughs> Explain that to the entire crew. Yeah, we call it Travis because, um, yeah. What else are we going to call it? Uh, that's what we call it. And yeah. I, I love any month that it's not spring. They're like, hey, where's Travis the snake? <laughs> oh, he's sleeping. He's gone. He's asleep. Yeah. He's hibernating. Sleeping, Died again. Very sleepy snake. Well, we're just going to be on our way because this has been thoroughly unpleasant. So we're going to go. Well, have you seen an of old thoroughly man? unpleasant, you should have seen uh, your crewmate in here earlier. He asked for something to get tattooed on him that even the tattooist wouldn't even want to imagine it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, well, that's, that's the fellow we were looking for. So thank I you. Moves you I know where he went. Oh, you did. Well, Where's he at? Where'd he go? Well, you're going to find him on the dance hex. That's for sure. Really? What? Hey. Oh, have you never been to Ngoni before? No. Oh, you're going to love it. 
It's a big thing here, dance. Uh, they do it in a very particular way. Big official thing, like. He's clearly been here before. Uh, he wanted to take in the sights. Uh, well, I guess we'll head that way. Thank you for helping us and for nothing else. Yeah, sorry for hurting your feelings. Oh. Seems like uh, you're, you're a bit of a prickly lot. Keep that in mind next time we're dealing with one another. See, you apologize, but then you also, you go back in. I don't know what to make of you, but I'm watching you. I come from a ship where sort of jovial jabbing and uh, friendly banter are a big thing. And you seem like a ship where people spend a lot of time crying alone, uh, sort of thinking about how everyone's been mean to them and obsessing over uh, maybe all the little things people said throughout the day that probably didn't mean much at the time, but meant a lot to you. That sort of thing. That the impression I get in? Shut up! The ship full of teens. The ship run by a teen full of teens for teens. I get it. Shut. You suck. You suck, Doug. Get out of here. Hey, here's here's my middle finger. You know what? Hey. Snake. Jonathan throws Travis. Um, Yeah, Travis, like, wraps around his arm and kind of, like, looks up and, like, flares his hood and opens his mouth and just like uh, hisses at him. I think he'll move his face down to get into your face and like hiss back. (laughs) If I may give Travis the snake a new power. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just do that. He has a thousand snake powers. (laughs) Um, He is able to spit venom. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I think it would be non-lethal, but maybe kind of like pepper spray or something, you know? It's got it's only it's only real bad if it gets the bite. So it's like know? a mild I'm diuretic. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull a luminary to see if you just get a thousand random snake powers with no limits. <laughs> uh the one that I got is the rake, who is a distinct enemy to Travis. Uh so I'm gonna say that probably not. You probably don't have that. Rakes are pretty bad for snakes. Mm. I think w- instead we'll end we'll end this scene with this this gentleman and Travis like hissing at each other, and we'll we'll smash cut to <laughs> his <Spartan> funeral. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that 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 named character that I had to look up the name for of his ship and kind of all the things going on with him definitely disposable enough that we're just gonna get rid of him in the next scene for sure. Scotty All right, so we return once again to the long line of applicants in front of the skyship Uhuru. Uh, We see one of the colorful characters break off from the line. Uh, She appears to be a young woman in a massive dress uh, that has a whalebone corset uh, and a hoop just puffing out like 
to degrees and degrees uh, on her head. She has a very elaborate hat. Uh, she walks uh, very daintily and gracefully across uh, the floor, puts down headshot and resume. And uh, you think she sits on the stool? It is very difficult to tell uh, with how much volume there is to this dress. Uh uh, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations for making it across the room so elegantly. I don't think I would have been able to do that. Oh, please. The pleasure was all mine. Mm. I'm so happy to be sitting here with all of you. Uh, my name is Odelia Hazel T-Sweet, and I would <laughs> like to be a Skyfaring adventurer. Oh, that's lovely. What are your qualifications? Well, I'm very well mannered, um, very well put together, um, also very well raised. Those are two, three, three, uh, concepts. <laughs> and they're all kind I'm, of the same thing, <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> well, I was under the impression that this was an entry-level position. Sure. Well, yes. Very true. I, I'll be honest. I, I w- I'm willing to do any work, uh, take on any job or task on your ship. You can imagine. I just need to get away from here. What, um, that's oh. Now, that's an interesting detail you've provided. What is here that you're trying to get away from? Oh, that would be the man I'm arranged to marry, the dastardly Colonel Cottonwig. Mm. Now, there right. it is. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> See, that's the juicy, the juicy meat. You got to give us the juicy meat first. Yeah. I'll be like, I, that's delicious. I want to eat that meat. You gotta. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to imply that I'm not excited to work aboard your uh, Corsair vessel. Uh, I, I must say I, I'm no fan of the law. The law's never been kind to me. Uh, so I, I would be very happy to, to have this job by any stretch of the imagination. It's just the predations of that dreadful cotton wig that have drove me to this place right here and right now. And now, if you were to join our ship, would we be sort of constantly pursued by this colonel? Oh, I imagine so. Him and his network of minions are Mm. always coming up with all sorts of wild inventions to grab my hand and take it in marriage. All right. And I have to ask, uh, this, your, your, uh, your gown is, is fantastic. Um, I, it strikes me as a little particular. Is this maybe your wedding day and you're making your escape on your wedding day? Hmm? I asked a question. (laughs) Well, well, uh, every, every day is, is sort of a wedding day. uh, I don't know. I don't know if that is really the case. Patently untrue. Well, this dress, uh, is, well, a a stylistic (laughs) choice is, is one way to put it. There is a ceremonial purpose. Okay. Perhaps. Perhaps. Now, I don't know if this information was provided for you or not, but I do need to try and sort of get my footing here. Do you have a group of, say, seven small mobster friends? Oh, you mean the gentlemen who live in this dress? (laughs) Well, I don't know where, but... (laughs) There's a little door that opens the dress, and... There are uh, 
there's a line of short statured gentlemen in pinstripe suits Perfect. Uh, with, Perfect. with Tommy guns uh-huh. that waddle their way out. Uh-huh. Now, this is interesting and wonderful. Let me ask you this. If we were to enter in sort of a comical race, um, do you think that you would fare well in that in that race? Or do you think that you would uh, not fare so well? How do you how how fast are you able to travel in a in a sort of silly comical race? Well, I believe it's a 20-episode season, so I might be up or down at different points. I, I can tell you I'm an accomplished Olympian, though. I don't oh, know if that counts for anything. Well, that that sounds like a hoot and a half. Jonnet, I think this is a conversation for the two of them. I am so <laughs> lost. <laughs> so uh, I'm just ha- – let's go read some books okay. while they talk. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you uh, want to explain, but you don't need to. But if you want to, context wow, would be willingly accepted. Now, 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 a, 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 a boy your age should absolutely be a fan of wacky racing. Uh, uh, don't tell me you've never been to a Laugh Olympics. Uh, I no. <laughs> Please tell me you've at least helped some teenagers and their dogs solve a mystery. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, we, we've have, all we've all have you gone. helped? A, <laughs> have you? We've helped. Wait. We've helped teenagers and dogs. We've helped teenagers and sharks. We've helped teenagers and cars. Everyone is solving mysteries, and we are always happy to help. We've helped a group of uh, cat women, not cat, <laughs> not not cat woman, but cat style women. Oh, okay. Who are I'm, musicians? I'm getting, I'm getting a better picture. I'd say, aren't they Gable, all musicians what are you Googling except for to the get a better picture? and the dog? <laughs> okay. Uh, I I think. Wow, there's a. Uh, so so there's a. I you've come across a, a main machine, perhaps, or perhaps a uh, the uh, converter car. Listen, I'm. I'm doing my best to relate to you and come at this on your level. And I think it I've got it, but not the whole seems thing. seems like you have wasted a lot less of the time in your life than perhaps <laughs> this gentleman and I have. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's, no, right. there's especially no reason for either of us to sort of know these things because they all happened uh, decades before we had any sort of consciousness or awareness of the world. In the fucking 70s. Oh, well then, <laughs> I don't even yeah. know why I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> loosely there is a, a tie to a other former ap- applicant, Miss uh, Hanna-Barbera. But otherwise, I don't, th- th- my, my depth of knowledge is very shallow. So, but it's somewhat adjacent to... The Madame Bar- Barbera. I, I'll, I'll ask you one final question in this interview. Grape Ape or Magilla Gorilla? Grape Ape. Hmm. I'm a yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Travis almost never says yes. I'm in. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. <laughs> The cavalcade of characters that are getting <laughs> oh, on in, in this run. And that does mean I that guess... we do have access to the entire anthill mob now as well. 
Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Jonet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at CaseyPony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y, P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky.